So, hey, y'all. Welcome to the San Antonio Chi Alpha College podcast. My name is Luis. I'm your host, uh, just like on the last one. Uh, but once again, let's just start off with why we do this. Um, I think it's good to whoever, if you're a new listener or maybe you didn't hear uh, the first part in the first episode, but the reason we do this is we believe that Jesus wants to know you and that he can be known and that you don't need to uh, be a Christian your whole life, or you don't need to go to seminary, uh, which is just college for people that want to be in ministry. Um, but he is willing to know the common man. And that's why we do this. We want everyone who, no matter what you do, if you are a college student or a minister, that you can listen to the podcast and be um, ministered to in a way. Uh, or you can just learn something that you want to know more about. Uh, but before we continue on, let me introduce my guest. His name is Jonathan Gann. Jonathan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, share a little bit about who you are and what you do. So, Yeah, for sure. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. Uh, like Louis said, I'm Jonathan Gann. Uh, I am uh, the pastor for Gateway Fellowship Church downtown in San Antonio. Uh, and I've had the privilege to be able to walk alongside Luis and Kayla uh, as they're preparing to plant Chi Alpha at San Antonio College. Uh, so we're super grateful and stoked to just be on this journey together with them. And uh, I'm super excited to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Um, <laughs> I can't do this alone. and um, <laughs> That would be weird. <laughs> it would be weird. Uh, I mean, people do it, but I don't know if I have the ability to do it by myself. Um, but having a conversation between one another, yeah, between there's some different voices, I guess, (laughs) between me and my other me, you know, like, I think, I think that could work, but, um, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's share a little bit about the topic. So, uh, as you guys know, we are going through who is Jesus. Um, and this week we are doing Jesus is a shepherd. Um, and before we go into uh, what we're actually, before we do anything, let's just start off with a question. When you hear the word shepherd, what do you think of? So, Jonathan, what do you think of? Yeah, usually, I mean, if it was right off the top of my head and I had absolutely no clue uh, from any context of anything, a shepherd for me would be like, oh, no, isn't that the person that goes out and like herds sheep and goats and stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I know. I think I, I mean that's that's realistic. That's like a very common idea, and in honesty, that's kind of what the whole podcast, this whole episode, is about. Like Jesus says, he is a shepherd, and of course, you think of a guy who tends sheep, and um, yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. I, when I hear the word shepherd, that's the same thing I think of, um, and I think of. Maybe someone who isn't that well educated, and you know, not in a bad way, but just they maybe have been tending sheep their whole life. It's like a family business, and they continue to do it. Um, and I think it's uh, honest. It's an honest. It's an honest trade and skill, um, which is necessary. Um, I think maybe not for what we think of now, but uh, in other countries, there are people that are still shepherds. And it's what they do. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. The, it's their livelihood. And <laughs> it's nuts. Like, I've watched uh, not documentaries about shepherding, but they talk about shepherds and they're like, oh, yeah, we traverse these like mountains. And you're like, yeah. 
what? Like, why? Why don't you just like grow some grass? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On these like little thin pieces of leather that they call sandals. And it's like, you went up that rocky mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and on this little, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, I think, I think, and I think that's the, that's the crazy part is that Jesus considers himself a shepherd. Um, and I think it's interesting because a shepherd in his culture and context was like the lowest rung in the totem pole. Like, they were people, like, if you said you were a shepherd, they were like, eh, like, oh, okay. Like, you know, people that were higher up were obviously traders and uh, woodworkers and, like, all these people that had a craft that they sold to people that needed it. Right. Um, And uh, I think, but I think it's also interesting that even though it's the lowest profession, it has one of the most important goods when it comes to the religious aspects of uh, of Judaism, yeah. which is the spotless lamb. Right. Like, if they don't have a spotless lamb, then all they, you know, they go down the, to, like, lower things, but that was the thing. Like, if you had that, they're like, yeah. this is what we sacrifice, you know. You had the Passover lamb. Like, all these things are important in Jewish culture center around one of the lowest jobs. So I think it's interesting that he considers himself that. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool when you think about, you know, just in the context of, you know, how Jesus would take on this, you know, I don't want to say persona, but how he would completely, you know, from the from the uh, culture of then, how this was a very lowly position. Mm-hmm. And when we look at it, even just in Scripture alone, how, you know, he is the good shepherd, right? That's yeah. what he says in uh, John uh, chapter 10. But it also, it goes hand in hand with the other scriptures uh, in Luke, you know, where he says, um, you know, I've come to serve, yeah, right? Not to be served. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and that was in uh, Gospel of Mark. Mark, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, you know, how he came down to be of service yeah. to us, right? And we look at it from a a shepherd standpoint, you know, a shepherd could be a leader, right? Leader of the pack, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the the sheep know his voice, they follow him, those types of things. Uh, but yet he's still tending the flock. He's still serving the flock, yeah. right? I think that's really cool yeah. uh, in context of that. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's awesome because it actually answered our second question, which was, oh. <laughs> well, you know, what do you, what do you think when you hear Jesus, is, when Jesus calls himself a shepherd? Um, and, but I think it's true. Like, I think, uh, if you if you look back at what a shepherd did in that time for his sheep, wild like one traversing mountains, you know, getting them to to where they needed to go to green pastures, like you know the whole Psalm twenty three, like the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Like yeah. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside still waters. Beautiful, beautiful Psalm, but. The shepherd doing that, it took a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like something that, you know, most places didn't have a, you know, a stream, like a nice stream or a lake or anything like that right behind them. They also probably didn't have lots of green pastures, you know, because if you think of is- Israel today, like, you know, granted, all I can think about is not the desert, but a little more rocky and all this stuff. But there are beautiful, luscious parts of Israel. Yeah. 
but you have to make the trek for it. Yeah, for sure. So, like, at that time, that means they trekked across mountains, across valleys, across, you know, dangerous places to get them where they needed to be to be happy, Um, which is wild. Like, and that's when when I hear, when Jesus says he is my shepherd, when he is a good shepherd, that's what I think about. I'm like, whoa, he is sacrificing a lot for me to be somewhat in uh in comfort in like comfortability which sometimes it's not comfortable but you know he leads you into some uncomfortable places and that's a part of the journey but in the end he gets you to somewhere where you where you're good you know so i think it's i think it's just really interesting to think about stuff like that yeah it's definitely um you know when we think about it from you know, Jesus is our good shepherd. And I want to highlight what you just said, you know, shepherds, sometimes you have to go through some pretty austere terrain. Yeah. Right. And it, and, and he guides you, but what do the sheep do? They follow them. Why? Because they Mm. trust him. Yeah. They trust that he has their, their well being uh, at the forefront of his mind that, uh, that he also has, he's their, you know, their providential uh, leader, yeah. Uh, that he's going to ensure their safety. He's going to ensure that they still stop and get rest. Uh, mm-hmm. That they're going to get something to eat, uh, all while trying to navigate sometimes these these very rugged and just you know very sparse areas, yeah, uh, and terrain. But it's no different when you when you think about it in relation to our life, mm-hmm. right? When we think about well, Jesus is our good shepherd. Yeah. Well, we go through stuff. Right, we go through some austere terrain in life. Yeah, you know, sometimes it looks very sparse. It's very desert. It's very dry, uh, and we just don't we don't know when we're going to get through it. Yeah, but when we have that trust that our good shepherd Jesus, as it says in Scripture, mm-hmm. is going to look out for us, that He's going to lead us through every single bit of that, and it's not just going to always be in the the lush grounds, you know, and the fertile grounds that come right along the waters and the seas and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Although that's pretty cool. You know, I'd love for to just be chilling on the beach and be like, I'll follow you anywhere, Jesus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. I think we all want to just, you know, do be in a comfortable spot. Like, I think that's what a lot of us work our lives to, Yeah. you know, is to be, is to have some sort of comfort and comfortability. Um, and I think it's, I think it's interesting that, like you said, he does, really does lead us through, like, tough terrain sometimes yeah like i I, you know i think about i think about my life i think about what's happened in my life you know i lost my dad it's now four years yeah four and a half years actually yeah it'll it'll be five years next year um and it was tough like it was really tough actually no it's six years It's, it's it's been tough yeah um and you know but it's amazing that, you know, I don't think the Lord like called my dad so I could go through something tough, but the, the beautiful thing is that he uses this tough terrain to one, make me stronger and to make me a better help to other people, you know, cause I, you know, I, I lost my dad yeah, totally hard and I came on staff to Kyle with Kai Alpha and a year later, I meet a young, young freshman. You know, we start hanging out. He's in my small group. He's super hungry for the Lord. And then 
a week before finals, his dad passes away. Mm. And that was like, all I could think about was my dad passing away and what I felt, you know? And granted me, I'm at the time I was a little, I was probably a little more mature in my faith than he was, you know, cause he was like fresh, you know, just like was really listening to the Lord, but I got to help him walk through it. And I thank God that he helped me to understand and walk through this yeah. so I could be a help to someone else, Yeah, you know? And that was tough for me because like, I don't want to lose my dad. Nobody wants to lose their dad. Right. You know, nobody wants to lose a family member, but it's what you do with where God leads you, where he's, you know, walks you through. Right. What you do with it is what really is really important. Yeah. You know, it's where, where rubber meets the road type of deal. For sure. Um, so I think it's, I think it's cool that even though it can be tough terrain, even though he can lead you through tough terrain in the end, he either uses it for your good or for someone else's good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that, you know, come with the, the thing that comes with experience also becomes familiarity. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that's kind of like, oh, uh, hey, I'm going to drive with you and we're going to go down this road. Yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of like here, I followed you uh, to your new to your new house mm-hmm. the other day. Uh, yeah. And then tonight I was able to just remember how I got here. Yeah. Uh, but it was because I followed you. You knew where you were going. Mm-hmm. You knew the ultimate destination. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was then uh, doing the trek on my own, the familiarity of, all right, I know where this turn is. I know what's coming up. I know how this is going to go. It's no different whenever we walk alongside somebody mm-hmm. through something that we have personally gone through. Yeah. You know, and uh, in that it's, we know the destination if we follow the good shepherd, yeah. right? The good shepherd, Jesus, he's always going to lead us to a place of peace and comfort and hope. Uh, and we find our mercies in him. You know, I love that scripture says that, you know, weeping, uh, in the, comes in the, in the evening, right? There's weeping in the evening, but joy comes, comes in the morning. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean that we can't have feelings or that we can't, uh, be able to kind of think through and, and experience pain, hurts, frustration, stress, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, but whenever we're able to see the familiarity within, well, Jesus is going to lead me, and He's going to hold me up, and He is going to make sure that the end destination is always good. Yeah. Uh, it, it gives us that hope. Yeah, for sure. Know? So that's good. I think it's uh, yeah. I think that's really really good. So. Um, this is a this is actually a question that we got from one of our listeners. So, just so y'all know, every week before we start, we record the podcast. Uh, we put up a post on Instagram and Facebook, um, and it allows you to send a question about uh, this next topic and what you're thinking about, and uh, if there's maybe something that you feel like uh, you'd like to hear answered. Um, but this was actually uh, sent to us, and the question is, I wanted to see if you would hit on the topic of the popular verse, Proverbs thirteen twenty four and explain what the real reason for the rod used by the shepherd was, was for, and how they can be seen in the way God shepherds us, and how we can imitate that with our own kids. So I think that's really important. So um, if you all don't know, you probably think of a shepherd and you think of the shepherd's crook, which is the you know the little hook thing that 
uh, it's like the quintess- it's like their staff. Yeah, it's like the quintessential thing that you think of a shepherd holding. Um, but it's it's interesting because they not only hold that, but they hold a rod. Um, and the rod was actually uh, was sort of like a club. It was one it was a club, and it was used for multiple different things. One, it was used to protect the sheep. So you know, in the wilderness of Israel, you have you know lions and bears and wolves, and you also have robbers and thieves. So they had this rod to protect the sheep, but it was also used to um, forcibly teach the sheep something, Mm. you know? Um, So sheep are, sheep are pretty dumb animals. (laughs) I don't want to be like, I don't want to say that they're just dumb, but they are. They're not very, they're not very smart. One, they are really good at remembering things and listening. Um, so they will remember the shepherd's voice. They won't hear, they won't go to any other voice. Um, but so the rod was used to, you know, if a sheep got out of line, he would hit it and the sheep would learn like, okay, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, so with that, what do you think about how the rod is used one on us? Um, you know, and there's obviously like, he asked about children, about how we discipline our children. Right. You know, and people say spare rod, spoil the child, things like that. But, um, what does that mean for us about what does a rod do for us? And then how do we help use discipline for our own children? So, yeah, well, I think it's important that, um, we just read the scripture, the scripture itself and what it means. And, and, um, it, it says in Proverbs, uh, Chapter 23, verse 13, it says, Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish him with the rod, he will not die. Yeah. You know, and we look at it in a context of uh, when, we, when we hear the word rod and we hear the word discipline and stuff, obviously a lot of people's minds go to, well, spanking a child or, mm-hmm. you know, striking a child yeah. and those types of things. Um, and uh, all throughout Scripture, they utilize the word rod in, in many different instances. Yeah, but we always have to look at the the contextual understanding within the time, mm-hmm. but then also the way it's written. Yeah. So when we actually look at this, it says the rod. Mm-hmm. So the rod, and other scripture says a rod. Yeah. That although it may seem insignificant, that one word in front of rod uh, really throws the meaning of what it is. Uh, in a different direction. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So A-rod. A-rod meaning an actual stick or or club or something of that nature, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and whenever the, the Lord utilizes um, the term A-rod in Scripture, He's meaning uh, a club or a stick yeah. or, or something that He'll bring wrath down upon, right? We, we get a, an example of that in Exodus when He talks about uh, if a if a slave owner utilizes a rod against his slaves, uh, then he should be judged rightly. You know, they will die. Yeah. Right? Basically meaning if he beats them, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, But in this one, it says the rod. The rod metaphorically meaning correction, discipline. You know, it says it right there in the very beginning of the Scripture where it talks about discipline. You know, so I I think in this, it really is giving us a, a really good direction uh, that as parents, you yeah. know, and we can take it this way, or even so, as a leader of somebody, you know, we're basically giving them direction. 
mm-hmm. right? Sometimes the rod, or metaphorically, um, uh, correction or direction might come in terms of a little bit of sternness, yeah. right? Uh, because how many, how many, I know for me, like, if, if my child, uh, a couple of times when she was younger, wanders out in the street, yeah, right? And I'm all like, oh, Sophia, come back. Don't, don't go in the street. Yeah. You're going to get hurt. No, most people are Dude, like, yeah. hey, what are you, Sophia? What are you doing? Right? Yeah, you're yeah. running after them, and, you, and you, you're taking them out of the street. Why? Because we don't want to see them get hurt. Yeah. You know, and, and this is no different in this uh, context of the Scripture. Yeah. You know, it says the rod. It's the direction. It's making sure that there's an understanding within our kids is that when they receive that correction, it's out of love. Yeah. Right. We have to have some sort of sternness every now and then. I, I can't tell you how many times I've got the, for my parents, I got the stern look, I got the stern hand, I got the stern, yeah, whatever it was. Um, but uh, it, that that right there, a rod, the rod, uh, th- that's very significant in the passage. Yeah, and that's that's so crucial. Like, discipline looks different for one for every parent, and then also for every child. Yeah. You know, um, like. Petra, when she was younger, we would flick her if she was doing something that she shouldn't or she tried to grab something that she shouldn't, you know. I don't know how many times Zeke or, no, Hosea are, you know, he tries to grab a sharp chef's knife off the counter. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't know what that is. But you're like, whoa, like you're not supposed to do that. And, you you know, you give him a little flick and he's like, okay. And he like learns. Um, But, you know, Petra for a long time, the flick worked. And then now it's more of like go put your face in the corner go to timeout you know you're not getting you're not going to get this um and things like that and it dis like it she learns that if she does if she does well she gets what she what she'd like if she doesn't do well there's repercussions for it yeah you know um and yeah i think every every discipline for every child is different i don't i don't think one set of discipline, you know, like the way you discipline your children may not work on my children and the way I discipline my children may not work on your children. Yeah. And that's okay. But like we, but we have the ability to talk to each other and say, okay, so this is how we discipline. Why don't you try it? If it doesn't work, try something new. Yeah. You know? And, um, I think it's the same way with the Lord. Absolutely. The Lord disciplines us in very different ways. Absolutely. I am, I am the person that needs to be told. Like, if you tell me that I did something wrong, I'm like, okay. Some people don't listen to that. Some people need, you know, need the Lord to give them a little, a little, uh, a little shaking up, a little shaking up, a yeah. little, you know, yeah. like a little, not, a, not, I wouldn't say a spank, but like yeah. a little, a little roughing up. They or, just, or some need to have their, their complete Moses Exodus Red Sea moment. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're backed up against the Red Sea. You're either going to walk and trust me or you're going to escape and evade. But the Egyptian army's there waiting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, Absolutely. It's, um, you know, it, it's beautiful how, you know, we can really be able to parallel this with the good shepherd, right? Because yeah. shepherds utilize a rod, like you were saying a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because, you know, ultimately he, he has the, he loves his flock. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, in times right now, it's like, well, that's his, that's his well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how he's going to put food on the table for his family or, yeah. or gain a, a, a wage, Right, the yeah. same thing with Jesus. He loves us. Yeah. Right. He is our good shepherd because he loves us. 
and mm-hmm. and as our Father in heaven, uh, and as us, you know, both you and I, we're fathers here on mm-hmm. this earth, and we love our children, and you know, if we have to utilize a rod, you know, um, it's not that we're <laughs> out there, you know, you know, striking our kids because you know for whatever reason, it's, yeah, it's out of it's out of discipline, out of correction. Um, but ultimately, it's because we love them. And yeah. when I was a kid, I couldn't tell you how many times I, I got a rod, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I bro, was... Bro, I was wishing for a rod, you know? Yeah. You know, the belt, the switch, the, the brick, you know? I, I mean, come on. Grandma on the flying chancla, bro. Dude, you know... Bro, you could be bobbing and weaving 50 yards away, and that thing's going to find its way smack in the middle of your <laughs> eyes. Bro, come on. <laughs> Dude, that's that. That's funny. That's very true for a lot of people. Yeah. So. Yeah. So those from the you know the Hispanic culture, they they know exactly what chancla means, bro. They know what the chancla means. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was good. I think I think that was a good answer to that question. So thank you so much for that question. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. Um. So the third question I had was, why does it matter that he is a shepherd? Like, why is that important? In a sense, like we've talked a lot about it, but. Why does it matter to so much that he says he is a shepherd? Well, you know, let me back up for a second. Why does it? Why should we follow him as a shepherd? Mm. I think will help define why does it matter that he's a shepherd. Yeah. And if you really look at it, um, there are many shepherds in our world. Many shepherds in our world that a lot of us we follow a shepherd. Yeah. In one way, form, or another, right? We follow what uh, the world wants us to be. Yeah. Right? We follow how the world needs us to be a father. We follow, you know, we, we fall in line at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we adapt to the culture, you know, military. They adapt to a certain culture. So essentially, uh, military being a shepherd, and they're following that. Yeah. You know, not all of it's healthy, though. Yeah. Right? Sure. Some of us are, we're so yearning to... Uh, want to be a part of something that our shepherd will end up actually being bad for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, let's, who, who can attest to, hey, well, I fell in with the wrong crowd. Yeah. You know, I just, I just wanted to belong. And then now all of a sudden I found myself all the time partying it up and hanging out with the wrong folks, doing the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that that's, you know, when we can understand that, we follow a shepherd. Yeah. Just what type of shepherd yeah. are we following? Yeah, and it, it's it's very interesting. So I was uh, I was actually reading a a book, um, and it talks about Jesus as a shepherd, and uh, it tells the story of a guy who goes to the Middle East, and he's uh, he finds a, a watering hole. And there's three shepherds there, and their flocks are all intermingled. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how are they going to find, like, figure out whose flock is whose? And the first shepherd gets up and he says, he's like, he says in their language, like, let's go. And 30 sheep just follow him. And the next shepherd, next shepherd gets up, says the same thing. And then more sheep follow him. And there's, you know, the last shepherd with his sheep. And he says, well, he asks the, the third shepherd, he's like, well, will they listen to me? And he says, no, they only listen to my voice. 
He's like, well, can I try on your clothes? Like, can I put on your clothes and your staff, your staff, and hold your staff and say the same thing? And yeah. he does it, and the shepherd and the sheep just look at him. And uh, the the shepherd says, you know, they'll never follow anybody because they know my voice. Mm. And he says, well, they, will they ever follow anybody else? And he goes, the only time they do that is when they're sick. And um, that really spoke to me. You know, and I think it goes along with what you're saying is that who are we following? Yeah. You know, and I think that that Jesus is our shepherd and he's calling to us. But if there's other things that are calling to us and we're following that, then there's maybe an issue with us. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's something in us that needs to be fixed, that we're broken, that needs to be broken, you know, things like that. Um, and I think that's kind of why it's important that he says he's a shepherd. I also think that, um, it's, it's so important that he says that, like, so with the first, the first episode we talked about Jesus is God. Yeah, and great topic. I loved it, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, it was all Kayla. Kayla did the best part. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I wasn't going to say nothing. But. It's okay. <laughs> I, I know. She's, she's amazing. No, y'all both did awesome. But, um... But the reason we chose that is because all these things are more, are made more beautiful, more wonderful because of that understanding. Yeah. Because Jesus is God, and when he says he is a shepherd, that means that he lays his life down for us. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he laid his life down on the cross, but that he means he fights for us. You know, I think like there's tons of stories like, like David, King David yeah. was a shepherd and he talks about how in one day, he fought a lion and a bear. And you're like, in your head, you're like, shepherds don't do that. They just walk with sheep. Yeah. But he he lays his life down. Like, he they risk their lives for their sheep. Absolutely. And and I think that's the, the thing is that God, you know, Jesus being God and Jesus laying his life down for us was so important. And because, like a good shepherd, he laid his life down for a sheep. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's like, it's awe-inspiring in some way. You know? Well, it absolutely is, you know, because, you know, to kind of get back, um, you know, when I was saying, you know, we, we do, fo- we all, all of us follow something. Yeah. Right? Uh, and sometimes we even follow ourselves. We, we're our own shepherds. Yeah. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, thought that I knew best and <laughs> wound up like, well, I don't want to do that again, mm-hmm. you know. But when we look at it through the context of, you know, why should why should we follow Jesus as a shepherd? What you were just saying is, well, guess what? He protects us, Yeah. right? Uh, and, and I love it. There's a, a training program that we go through at Gateway Fellowship Church for those that are going to be small group leaders. Yeah. And at the end of all of it, we actually get this um, frame uh, of a of um, the lead pastor, uh, John Van Pay, and he's holding a sheep. But on the inscription of it, it says, provide, pursue, protect. Yeah. And that's exactly what shepherds do. Yeah. But that's exactly what Jesus does. Mm-hmm. Right? So Jesus pursued us. Yeah. Right? He pursued us so that way we could not have to do yeah. all this on our own, yeah. right? That's what, you know, we look at the, 
the the lost sheep story, right? He goes after you know we hear it we hear it in a song, we hear it all kinds of places. You know, he goes after the one. He leaves the ninety nine. He goes after the one. Yeah, right. And sometimes I sit there and think, wow, who am I to be that one? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just like you said it's kind of awe inspiring and it's kind of humbling. Yeah, that the god of the god of this universe would come down and go after me. Yeah, right. You know, he pursued me. You know, but then he also he provides for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he provides, you know, hope and love and joy and yeah. all this stuff that I just couldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. That's right? good. But then he protects me. Yeah. You know, he protects me from making sure that we stay down the the road of the of righteousness, right? Going down the good path. Yeah. You know, um, because most of the time when we're driving down the road, man, I'm an explorer, bro. <laughs> I like to go off to the side streets. I'm like, yep. hey, look at over there. That's a cool house, you know. Oh, let's go check out this new this new taco spot, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's so true. And I think that's I think it's funny. Like, so that same what what John writes is it's the same thing that we say in Kyle is we find, feed, and fight for the lambs of God. Yeah. And uh and I think it, it answers the, the our final question, which is if he is a shepherd, then what does that mean for us? Yeah. You know, so obviously it does. It means a lot for us because if we're not following him, then we're probably getting into something that we shouldn't. So we should follow him. Right. And if we are following him, are we content in following him? So a uh, great book, Shepherd's Song, uh, Shepherd's Look at Psalm twenty-three. Yeah. Um, he talks about a sheep and how temperamental they are of creatures they won't if they're not calm they can die if they don't obviously if they don't eat enough they don't drink enough they can die if they overheat they die and they overheat really fast because they're obviously covered in wool (laughs) you know um so like that whole that whole beginning part and when it says like he makes me to lie down. He, he leads me beside still waters and he makes me to lie down yeah, in green pastures. pastures. Yeah. So a, like he, he says it because so the, the author, Philip Keller was a shepherd. He decided to, to become a shepherd and he did it. And if you didn't know, a sheep never lies down yeah. unless it's extremely comfortable. It knows that it's safe and it's well provided for. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, that's like what it is for us. Like, yeah. one, he's providing, but are we okay with that provision? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing about like where we're a little different from sheep, is that obviously we have, we have the ability to think like, oh, that's not enough for me. Oh, that's not good enough. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't, I'm not comfortable just enough, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that's what the problem is, is that are you content with what God is giving you? And if you are, Mm -hmm. then obviously the Lord is going to give you more, which is, it's mind boggling, you know, because sometimes people that are like, I'm happy with what I got. And the Lord just thrusts upon them even more. And they're like, Oh God, either like, God, thank you. Like, I'm just going to continue to do this, you know, whatever you give me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like when I think about things, when I think about what it means for me is like, Lord, am I content in where I'm at right now? Yeah. If I'm not, why am I not content? 
am I not content because I feel that you're not giving me enough? Mm-hmm. Or am I not content, you know, because I just want more or like, or you're giving me, I feel like you're giving me too much and I want less. You yeah. know, it's like, I don't want that much responsibility, but I think the Lord thrust responsibility upon us for a reason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Scripture says to uh, much is given, much is required, right? Yeah. You know, but you bring up a great point. I, I can't tell you how many times it's kind of like, all right, Lord, you know, if you'll just you'll get me through this or if you'll just, you know, if we can get this or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God has to tell me, well, what are you doing with what I've already given you? Yeah. And I'm all like, oh, man, you know? You're like, you had to hit me with that, huh? Yeah, you, you had, had to, to hit, hit me, me with, with that. that. <laughs> you know, right? You know, I mean, because let's look at it not just in a, in a matter of, of thing or tangible items, right? Yeah. Well, Scripture says, peace I give you. Mm. What are you doing with the peace that I'm giving you? You sit there and you wonder why you're always kind of high-strung, stressed out. You feel like, oh, just things aren't quite lining up or whatever. But yet I promised you to give you peace. Yeah. And yet here you are asking, all right, just ease my mind. Just, you know, just get me through this. I don't understand whatever that is. But when we can reflect back, God promised already. Mm-hmm. I gave you peace. Yeah. So it's that same question. Well, what are you doing with that, what I've already given you? Yeah. You know, and that right there, I think that sometimes we, we can definitely be our own worst enemy. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, and... Uh, it, it allows us to really take a good reflection back of because he is a good shepherd. Not only is he a good shepherd, he's a good father. Yeah. Sometimes a father is going to allow the children to kind of say, okay, well, I'm going to, I'll let you go out a little bit farther, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I always remember being at the beach with uh, my daughter and she wanted to go and swim and she wanted to go out there. I was like, okay, well, I have oversight. Yeah. And I've already been on this beach, so I kind of understand how far she can go. Yeah. And, all right, I'm going to let her go a little bit farther. And then I'm watching her kind of see how she reacts. And then I'm going to let her go a little bit farther. And I see a little, you know, of course, I see maybe a break coming down down the way. Yeah. And having fun, you know, out there splashing, starting to get a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. But then all of a sudden, it's like, we start making our way out there. I started seeing, all right, she's getting a little bit too far. She is a little deep. And all of a sudden when that break came, now the wave overtook her. She comes up gasping for air. Yeah. But then guess what? She comes up and I'm picking her up at the same time. Yeah. And when she looks at me, all of a sudden she's like, I'm oh, good. I'm okay. I'm yeah. good. Right? Yeah. Jesus is no different. Right? He's mm-hmm. going to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do that. Right? He's a good father. You're going to go out a little bit further in those waves. You're going to go out a little bit further on those waves. But all of a sudden, if we find ourselves being overtook by the waves and we come up and we're gasping for air, yeah. here's the beautiful thing. If we're looking for our father, he's always there. Mm-hmm. He's always there. Yeah. That's and that's good. why it's just it's so beautiful that you know we can look at it from a standpoint that the shepherd is there to provide, but the, perception, the, the shepherd's there to protect. Yeah. And the shepherd is always there. He always knows where his flock is. Yeah, for sure. He always knows. That's good. And when he doesn't, he goes and he finds them. Yeah, that's really good. I think that's awesome. I think that's a great way. uh, 
to just like have assurance, you know, yeah. to, to be, to, to have peace, to have this, uh, understanding that God is there, that Jesus is there with you, you know? Um, but I think that's all the time we have. Yeah. But before we go, I do this, I did this, Kayla. So what are some resources, books, or maybe, uh, even podcast, other podcasts or sermons that you've listened to? that you feel have been impactful uh, for this topic or for this under, for understanding this topic? Oh, man, you throw me on the spot there. Yep, always um, do. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that one. Well, I mean, uh, I'm always going to go to Scripture um, first. Yeah. Um, you know, so Psalm 23 that you were referring to um, is, a, is a great one to start. I mean, it's, it's probably one of the more popular chapters in all of the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, and it starts out uh, talking about shepherd. Yeah. Um, and then the book that you had just referenced, um, A Shepherd's uh, a shepherd's Guide to Psalm 23 yeah. by Keller. Um, I would definitely recommend that. But, you know, from a, from a, um, just a sermon standpoint, actually Matt Chandler. So Matt Chandler, pastor out of uh, Dallas, DFW area, uh, Village Church, Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually does a great uh, sermon uh, and series over Psalm 23, and it actually, the very first one, the series is over that uh, entire psalm, but the very first one of that series, he talks about specifically about shepherding mm-hmm. um, and and Jesus shepherding, although it's not, Psalm 23 doesn't really reference Messianic in terms of Jesus, yeah. but how it always points to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, I think those three right there are probably, um, right off the top of my head, you know, I could probably think of a few more, but yeah, uh, yeah. Off the top of my head, um, Psalm 23, uh, within scripture, John 10, you know, so John 10 in correlation to that, um, where it talks about Jesus literally saying, I am the good shepherd. shepherd, Right. Um, so yeah, Psalm 23 and John 10 really praying and meditating on that. Okay. And then those other two resources. Cool. Yeah, I think I think the Shepherds Look at Psalm twenty three, phenomenal book, very easy read, super short. Yeah. Um, and it helps really uh to understand that psalm. Um Kayla also recommended she recommended this. I, I've I haven't read it yet, but she says it's amazing so far. It's uh The Shepherd's Look at the Good Shepherd mm. and His Sheep. Uh, it's also by Philip Keller, mm-hmm. um, and he does such an amazing job with those books. Uh, he's written so many great books about that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then for me, uh, the chapter in the book that I was reading is called Christ and His Friends by Lewis Albert Banks, and it's mm-hmm. called The Good Shepherd. So it talks about uh, the whole John 10 verse. Um, and then uh, one that I've heard recommended, and I'm super excited to read, um, because I love his other book. Uh, I actually mentioned it at the last podcast. Um, it was used through Middle Eastern Eyes by Kenneth Bailey. Mm-hmm. He writes one, uh, which is, um, the, it's like lessons are the keys to lost culture. And it's all about, uh, I think it's John 15 or mm-hmm. Luke 15. And it's about the whole, like going the lot, the woman, the woman in his, lost might, the widow that loses her might, yeah. you know, obviously the lost sheep, uh, and it goes into that. So understanding the cultural cue, like keys to that, 
to that whole chapter. Yeah. Um, which I think is super important. Context yeah. is always important because it helps yeah. you understand better what they're trying to say. For sure. And, and Gospel Mark, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Gospel Mark. There we Gospel go. Mark, yeah. So um, I would say those things are great, um, but those are some great resources. Thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, hey, you know, I'm in mean, a lot of fun. I mean, we probably could talk forever. Yes. Yeah. We, I just like hanging out with you, too. So. Me, <laughs> me, too. I love hanging out with you. Um, but to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you so much for just listening. It's a little longer than the last one, but hey, you know what? When two friends are in a room, it <laughs> tends to happen. It just happens. Um, but uh, we love you guys. We're we're praying for you. Um, and just remember, like I said, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, and then also on Instagram, we'll be posting uh, the week before the podcast. So the podcast is every other week right now. Uh, we'll be posting the topic. And then if you have any questions over it. Um, so please, uh, send us some questions. You know, I come up with questions and I hope they're good, but y'all may have some questions that you want to hear answered and I'd love to answer them for you. Um, so we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a great day, night. I don't know, whenever you're listening to this. Um, but thank you so much.